You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. One of the challenges that the church of this generation is really facing, I don't know if it's a challenge, but one of the sad realities is that we get caught up in political correctness. (laughs) Do you understand me? And that really, it's it's not necessary. Let's have the heart of God. Amen? Amen? Have the heart of God. I've been in communication with people on the ground there. And it's a serious matter. Hallelujah. But we trust God for encounters. How many people know that God can release encounters all over that place? Imagine. You know, there was, a, there was a, a few years ago, a village. Is it a village or a town? In, uh, I think it's Tunisia. My memory serves me right. Either Tunisia or Algeria, I'm not sure. One of those, one of those countries. Now... Uh, somebody, somebody told one of the leaders in that place about the book Face to Face with Jesus by uh, David Taylor, you know. And that person, after reading that book, and he began to tell people in that village about it. You know that in one night, the entire village got saved. Because in one night, Jesus appeared to the entire village. In one night, Jesus appeared to the entire village. And they woke up and they began to narrate their experiences to each other. And they discovered that each and every one of them had the same dream. Exactly the same dream of the same Jesus appearing to them and introducing himself to them. And that's how they got saved. There's power in encounters. Don't someone say there's power in encounters. One encounter is powerful enough to change your life. One, just one. It doesn't matter how stubborn the person is. It doesn't matter how hardened the person is. He just needs to see Jesus. Amen. <laughs> you cannot stand before the glory of the risen one. The one who, who, who defeated death. You can't stand before that and still <laughs> have what it takes to resist his presence. You can't. It's not possible. If death could not, who 
do you think can resist his power? Who do you think can resist the power of his presence? Amen. I remember a brother I used to disciple years ago. He used to be a Muslim fundamentalist. He actually butchered a pastor during one of those riots, you know, um, religious riots. And that night, after he killed that pastor, and he narrates to me as he was, as he was about to kill that pastor, that pastor pleaded with him, please don't kill me, you know, because I have work to do for God. And the more the guy, you know, pleaded with him, he said, the stronger the urge to kill. And he killed, he beheaded this pastor. Beheaded this pastor in Kano, in Nigeria. And that night, Jesus walks into his room. <laughs> Jesus walks into his room. Can you imagine that? And when Jesus walks in, Jesus says, from now on, you're going to preach my word. And Jesus lays hands on him. And he begins to speak in tongues. And I'm telling you, up till today, I still communicate with him. One day, if the Lord permits, we'll bring him here. To tell you his own story. But I'm telling you, one encounter changed him. He turned his back, went and told his family his father wanted to kill him. He ran for his life. Many attempts, several attempts at his life, but they couldn't kill him. I had to take him to another country to go and hide him. Actually, two countries. <laughs> Took him to one, one of the neighboring countries. They traced him there. They wanted, and then we took him to another country to hide him there so that his faith could be strong. Amen. Amen. Now he's back. He's a fiery preacher. Yeah. And Jesus changed his name. <laughs> Gave him a new name. <laughs> oh my. Someone, tell us what I say. One encounter with God can change your life forever. Yeah. There's nothing they didn't do to kill that guy. Nothing. The guy is even crying to die, to be killed. Because he says... I don't even deserve to be alive. I took somebody's life. So why should I be alive? But Jesus says, no, not yet. it's not time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trusting God that there's going to be many encounters in the Middle East. Many encounters. Uh, people will experience Jesus. Amen. And it will change their hearts. Completely. 
Many times, you can tell that people have not met with God. Because when they meet with God, <laughs> there are certain things they will just let go of. Amen? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. So what is an encounter? All these encounter stuff we're talking about. What exactly is it? Ask someone, what is it? What is an encounter? Tell me, what is it? <laughs> what exactly is this encounter of a thing? Hmm? Yeah. So, I, I thought about it and I came up with a kind of definition. All right? I call it a momentary experience of God's presence, person, and power in a significant and tangible way. It can be spectacular and life-changing. It can be spectacular. But then, it might be quiet and subtle, but it will change your life. Amen? Amen. Should I say it again? <laughs> All right. I said a momentary experience of God's presence. Okay? So you can encounter God's presence... Or God's person, you can encounter his person. Or God's power, you can encounter his power. Okay? So it's a momentary experience of God's presence, person, and power in a significant and tangible way. It's significant and it is tangible. Something that is tangible is something you can... Almost touch. You can almost like say feel. It's so real. Nobody can talk you out of an encounter. If somebody can talk you out of it, then maybe you didn't encounter God. Yeah. You didn't. <laughs> I remember years ago, my wife and I were still in courtship and, you know, one day she said to me, why do you always say God tells you? Every time you say God said, God said. Why is he only talking to you and he doesn't talk to me? I said, I don't know. It must be your fault. <laughs> I said, he is your father as well. You have a right to hear him. So if you don't hear him, it's not my fault. It's your fault. How many people know that that's offensive? <laughs> that's discipleship. <laughs> if you disciple somebody correctly, he will encounter God. 
And if you disciple them correctly, they will never be the same. Tell you. So I said to her, well, if you want to hear him, this is what you do. Lock yourself up in the room and tell him that if he doesn't speak to you, you won't leave that room. <laughs> yeah. And, and remain there until he speaks. Say discipleship. There are many methods of discipleship. That was my method. And it worked for me. It might not work for you, but it worked for me. <laughs> so, you know, she goes to her flat and then, you know, one day she comes back to me and she says, I did it. It didn't work. I said, I'd even forgotten. I said, you did what? I did what you said, but it didn't work. What did I say? You, you said if I lock myself in the room and I ask him to speak, he will speak. And I said, then what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you are supposed to still be in the room. Now, I don't know how long she, she locked herself for that it didn't work. But, you know, I didn't give her a time frame. I just said, lock yourself, stay there until he speaks. And she was upset. And, you know, but then she went again and did it. And one day she comes and she said, he spoke, he spoke. I said, who spoke? He said, the Lord spoke to me. I said, what did he say? I don't remember, but she told me what he said. I said, nah, that's not God. <laughs> and she was so upset. No, it is God. And as she was insisting, immediately the Holy Spirit said to me, she heard God. So she broke into that. And since then, up till today. If there's anything I can tell you about my wife, is that she hears God. She, she hears God. But it started, she encountered his voice. So encounters come in different ways. Do you understand? Yeah, the voice of the Lord is powerful. If you encounter his voice, it can change you. He said, it breaks the cedar of Lebanon. Just the voice. My goodness. You mean I can encounter a voice? Yes. You can encounter his voice. And it can change your life. Because when he speaks, it depends on who is speaking. If it is, if it is God speaking, it will enter your bones. It will enter every cell of your body. Do you understand? It will permeate your entire being. Hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Psalm 29 verse 4. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Somebody say, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is, the of the Lord is full of majesty. 
So some encounters can come through voice. Can come through voice. Yeah, I've had some voice encounters <laughs> that have changed my life. Huh? Some of them I've not shared with you because you don't need to know them. <laughs> the ones you need to know I've shared with you. Amen. You remember how I told you about how things were going so terrible, terrible for us. Things were bad. I mean, bad, bad, bad. So bad that I was sorry for my family. I was sorry for my kids. And I'm like, God, you know, I'm the one you called. You didn't? You, let them not suffer because of me. You know, if, if, if I have to go through something, let me go through it. But at least spare them. This is too much. And I began to seek God. Lord, what is, what is, what is it? What? Talk to me. Speak to me. Show me. If I have sinned, tell me my sin so that I can repent. All right? But, and if there's what I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing, show me so that I can start doing it and change this, this reality that is before me. And I kept seeking God every day like that. Seeking God. I was seeking the Lord. For some weeks. One day I was sleeping. I was sleeping in deep sleep. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. Then I woke up. That, that voice entered my being. It was not just, it was not, it was not just a dream, it was a voice, okay, that came as I was sleeping. It was, I could, I could tell it was from heaven, but, and it hit me, and I woke up. As I woke up, I opened the scripture. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. Guess what it says? <laughs> As a good soldier of Christ, endure hardship. Huh? I knew immediately that this is the answer to the question I was asking. I encountered the answer through a voice. I encountered God in a voice in that experience. And I was upset because that's not what I wanted to hear. But how many people know that God doesn't care about your opinion? Yeah, doesn't care about your opinion. You can have your own preferences. God doesn't care about your preferences. He cares about his word and his will. So he said to me, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. I said, ha. Huh. So, okay, it's not because I sinned. It's not because I'm missing God. But it's because I'm being trained. I'm being trained for the end time battle. To be part of God's army. I'm being trained 
Now, some of you are being trained and you are complaining. You see, it's because you've not had encountered, that's why. You are being trained and you are being, God is helping you to, to learn how to endure certain things. And guess what? Even after that encounter, you would think that things would improve for me. Actually, they got worse. After that encounter, we were evicted. <laughs> we were chased out. We couldn't pay rent. We could, I mean, after that encounter, I was taken to court because I couldn't pay my children's school fees. And I remember how the bailiff came to our house and began to attach stuff, list, you know. I was taking him around the house. Okay, this, all right, yeah. And this, yeah. And this, this. <laughs> I took him around the house. <laughs> and if, after he finished going around the house, you know, I, said, I showed him the bed. I said, okay, and the bed. He says, no, we don't do beds. We don't take beds. <laughs> he said, we don't take beds. <laughs> At least they are kind enough to allow us to have something to sleep on. You know? And as we walked out, in my heart, I could still hear as a good soldier of Christ. Endure hardship. You understand? No, no complaint, no murmur, no. And you know what? God blessed me with a wife who doesn't complain. Going through all of that, not even one day, one second of complaint. She'll look at me and she'll say, God will make a way. That's why it's good to marry right. <laughs> she'll look at me and she'll encourage me. She'll strengthen me. And I'm like, hey, God, I have failed. I have failed you. I have failed my family. I have failed you. But when she speaks, strength would enter into me. So things went from bad to worse. From worse to worse. And degrees of worse. But in the midst of all of that, inside, there was a stability. That the voice of God brought inside. That day, hallelujah, that night. And up till today, there's nothing I go through I still remember as a good soldier of Christ. Endure hardship. An encounter can infuse strength into you. Encounters are momentary experiences that are meant to impart certain graces to you that you lack in your life. So if I look back, all the different encounters I've had, every one of them had a purpose. God doesn't just give you encounters for encounter's sake. No, it is usually for a particular purpose. Amen? 
And uh, <laughs> it's amazing how many people can live their entire lives without any encounter. I don't understand it. <laughs> Maybe it's too deep for me to understand. <laughs> but I can tell you that without them, I don't know where I'd be. Because there's a kind of precision it gives. There's a kind of definition it gives me. We're not in Midran because we, we strategize and thought of Midran. No, it was a voice <laughs> that spoke and said Midran is the place. That's why we're here. And even with our journey around from place to place, looking for venue, property, all of that. Do you know I, had, I was offered a fantastic property in Santon? Yeah, on Grayston. Fantastic place. I saw the place. It looks nice, but it's mid-rand. <laughs> Do you understand? So the, the encounters that I've had have given definition. So I can't just say, wow, it's so good. Everybody, we're moving to Saturn. No. If it's another person, it might be okay. But for us, it was clear. So what did we do? We forgo that and continue to suffer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that was what happened. We had to let go of that and continue to suffer the uh, inconveniences, the losses. You know, the sheep that couldn't handle the uncertainty moved and looked for still water somewhere. Established, you know, settled, secure places. God bless them. Amen? But as for us, we are being prepared. We are being trained to be part of a particular army that has a certain constitution. Do you understand me? That I have a certain constitution that can deal with certain things when the time comes that we will face certain things and we would help the masses. So certain, there are certain things we have to go through in order to build. Build that constitution. Build that stature. Build that kind of man. That kind of woman. So we have to go through that. Hallelujah. So when you understand the mind of God, you approach life different. Some people just glide through life. But no, we're not like that. There's a special, specific assignment. There's a specific place in God's scheme of things that we fit. Do you understand? And those of you that feel called and connected to this house, you are also being prepared. Because we're going to enter into some glories. There are certain dimensions. There are certain realms we're going to walk in. 
But these things don't come just by wishes. They come through process. They come through process. And that's what God is doing with us. And I, and, and I feel I need to clarify that to help you so that you understand. It's okay, but uh, how come we still haven't had this? How come we're like this? How come like, no, 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 no. Don't be confused. Don't compare what God is doing here to what God is doing somewhere else. Come on, don't be confused. You know, to somebody else, God would not have said as a good soldier, endure hardship. Maybe God would be saying, you know, yeah, it's explosion time to somebody. But to us, it was not, it's not. You see, so encounters give definition. They give clarity. They clear the cobwebs of confusion. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Say, Lord, give me an encounter. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. So it can come through a voice. You know, you can encounter God's, not only his voice, you can encounter his presence. His presence can just whoop into. Now, God is everywhere. Remember the Bible says, I think Psalm 139. It says, where shall I hide (laughs) from your presence? He said, even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. So he is everywhere, okay? But there is an aspect of his presence that is not everywhere. His presence is not manifesting everywhere. Now, he says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So he is in our midst right now, okay? But his presence are in degrees, his presence, are in, his presence is in degrees. 139.7 Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? He's nowhere. He's everywhere. He's in everything. <laughs> He's in his creation. Okay, where are you going to run to that he didn't create? You see? So his presence is everywhere in that sense. But his presence is not always in manifestation. So there's an encounter that can bring a manifestation of his presence. Yeah. Moses said, if your presence does not go with me, do not take us out of this place. I'm not going to move without your presence. <laughs> so Moses was addicted to God's presence. May you be addicted to his presence. If you want to be addicted, have the right addiction. 
Don't be addicted to nonsense. Be addicted to his presence. Yeah. Exodus 33, 15. See? If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Leave us here. Let's remain here if it's not going to be your presence. And you know what? Do you know that Israelites, the Israelites, they were seeing his presence every day. His presence in different forms. In the pillar of cloud by day, in the pillar of fire by night. Where have you heard of an entire nation experiencing God's presence like that? Isn't that amazing? God is real. Some people say that God was just created by some people, by religious people to control people. No, God is real. The fact that you've not experienced him does not mean he's not real. Do you get my point? The day you encounter him, you will know that he's real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my cabrundaba, sikaba. Yeah, I'm really trying to get into what I had in mind to share with you. Glory to God. Just stretch your hands. Pray for me. Kurabasi, brindadaba, sikade, mengedi ketes. Minga do kuskeneme. Kenemisto. Brudabaha. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So his encounter, he can encounter you in different ways. All right? You can hear his voice. But do you know that you can even encounter him through his word? Through his word. Once you go, get into the word, and you go beyond the intellectual realm. Because remember that the word is a person. Did you know that? The word is not just the book. The word is a person. So before Jesus came to the earth, before Jesus came to the earth, before he was born in the womb of Mary, before he was conceived in the womb of Mary, he was not called Jesus in eternity past. In eternity past, he was called the Word. He was called the Word. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? The same was in the beginning with God. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. Yeah. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. Talking of the Word. Right? Yes. So when the Father spoke, he says, let there be light. 
in the beginning, when he spoke, it was Jesus, hallelujah, that manifested there and brought it to pass. That's why the Bible says, without him was not anything made that was made. Without the word. God uses his word to do things. He sent his word and his word healed him. It's the word that brings healing. So if you spend time on the word, you go beyond the intellectual realm. The, the, the challenge with many of us is that we get stuck in the intellectual realm. We don't go deeper. We don't go beyond the intellect. When you go beyond the intellect, then you encounter the living word. He's a person. Years ago, I was listening to a prophet. You know, my mom brought these tapes, and <laughs> she, she, used, she used to travel all over the world, attend conferences. And <laughs> she went to one of these conferences, and she brought this tape. And I was listening to this prophet, and this prophet was talking about how, you know, he would spend time in the Word. And as he says, when he, he, was, he was spending time, he was in Genesis. He was in Genesis chapter 2, and he was reading. He read and he spent time, as he was spent time there, as he was meditating on that, it got to a point that he just felt, whoo, he was like taken into that experience. And, he, and, and then he saw what he was reading in a panoramic um, <laughs> experience, prophetic experience. And he could see Adam. And then he could see the garden. And he could see, see like, but it, 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 it came from the word. Okay? But he didn't take it as just an information book. But if you're going to go, if you're going to experience the word, encounter the word, then you need to have reverence for the word. Your attitude to the word needs to start changing. And in fact, it needs to change. So you don't take the word just as a history book. Now, we are being presented to the word Many times, just as an information book. But this guy, he, 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 he would take it. And he would feed his spirit. He would dwell on it. Until it starts opening up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then he's, he gets sucked into it. And he's like, wow. This is what I was reading about. And he's... Seeing it happening. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because he's a prophet. So, you know, he, the way he experiences the word is it's, it's, it's a, it's in a different way. But you can also encounter the word in a different way. Amen. Yeah. And I've, I've shared about how, you know, some years ago, I was like spending, I was spending like five hours, six hours, 
in the word on a daily basis, I would spend, I think even more, probably about 10 hours because the moment I wake up from sleep, I'll just get into the word. And I'll be in the word until I go to sleep. I'll just take breaks to eat, get back into the word. I was doing that. I was doing that for months. I, couldn't, I, 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 don't, I lost count. But I noticed that the, as I was doing that, I started sensing, my spiritual senses were so heightened. If I walk past someone, I would know what that person is going through. Because my spirit was so alive, I could tell the person, I, I walk past, past somebody and say, oh no, this person is having this problem with, at home. This, this person has this sickness. This was, you know, it, but I noticed that it, it was my time with the word that opened up that realm to me. It opened up that experience to the point that the Lord will come and show me things in, you know, at night when I'm sleeping, the word continues. It continues. What I was doing in the daytime continues in my sleep, in my dreams. I said, wow, the word is powerful. So the Bible says the word is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts of men. So when you spend time with the word, it, it, it can take, you can get into that place where you start discerning thoughts. You start discerning conditions in people's bodies just by the word. Hallelujah. So then you now see Hebrews 4.12 come alive in, your, in, in, in you. Amen. So you start knowing things. So you even start knowing things about you that you didn't know before. Amazing. So you can encounter God through his word. Yeah. So many people have different experiences. I'm just sharing a little bit of mine, but I'm by no way the standard. Amen? Jesus is our standard. And there are people who have had greater, more powerful, deeper experiences with God and His Word. So you can encounter God through His Word. But if you have a touch-and-go approach to everything about God, you will never experience the, you know, the deep things of God. Never. You know, Jesus, one of the things Jesus taught us is, he says, do not cast pearl before swine. Why would Jesus make that statement? And he was referring to people. <laughs> so that is to tell you that there are certain things of God. God doesn't just release them. He waits for those that will value and will treasure his things. So your heart condition is important if you want encounters. You need to have the right heart condition. I'm telling you, you need to have the right heart condition. It doesn't just drop on you like that. Except it's the sovereignty of God. Now God can sovereignly, like the, 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 the brother I talked about, 
Yeah. <laughs> Look at what it says. Matthew 7, 6. Do not give what is holy to dogs. You know, the dogs is talking about there are people. It's some people's spiritual condition. It's not that he's demeaning people. No. Jesus can never do that. Because he is a creator. So he cannot be, he cannot be uh, demeaning or devaluing his creation. Because man is made in the image of God. Do you understand me? But God is so truthful, so frank. Jesus is so full of truth, but he's also gracious. So he sugarcoats it. He kind of like mellows it down when he says, do not give what is holy to dogs or cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So even God follows his own word. He follows his own advice. He follows his own counsel. So if he tells us, do not give what is holy to dogs, do you think God will do the same? No, he won't. So if it is a holy experience, he will not just give it to someone who is going to trample it underfoot. You see? So God will look at the heart and see if the heart is in the right condition. So pay attention to what goes on in your heart. If you allow, you know, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, malice, all those things in your heart all the time, you will not have encounters. It will always evade you. You can have religious experiences, but you can't encounter God. Because that which is holy will not be given to you. He's always looking at the heart, telling you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Understand that God wants you to have encounters. But you need to. You need to be in the right state of your heart condition must be right. Amen. Yeah. So what am I doing? Why, why are we talking about encounter like this? We didn't plan to do this as a series. It just happened. <laughs> but, yeah, I pray that God would help us. Okay? So when you read the word, even in, in prayer, you can encounter God in prayer. In the place of prayer, you can encounter God. In the place of worship, you can encounter God. So there are encounters that come through the word. There are encounters that come through worship. Are you following me? Yeah. There are encounters that can come in your dreams. Encounters can come in your dreams. You can have a dream. Encounters can come through visions. And encounters. My goodness. One of the things I can say is this, that 
Encounters can happen by God's sovereignty, all right? But even when it happens like that, it is, an encounter is not an end in its, um, on itself, okay? An encounter is supposed to initiate you, all right, into something else. So when God comes, when God reveals his, you, you, you can, for example, you can encounter the love of God. Because different attributes of God, God can decide, okay, now, this person, you need to encounter my, my fire, for instance, <laughs> like Pastor Sam, he had an encounter with the fire of God. It was rolling on the floor. <laughs> The fire was so much, and he removed his clothes, and it was like, it's heat, heat. And God says, yeah, I want you to know the fire of my presence. Hmm? Just as you stripped yourself in my fiery presence, rolling on the ground, crying, the intensity of the heat, in the same way, you need to be transparent. And the same way, you must not fear anybody. Because you remember this encounter, you won't be afraid. You deliver whatever, I, whatever message I give to you, whoever I send you to, you go without fear. Because you have encountered the fire, the burning one. Did you get it? See? So, encounters have a purpose. So another person can encounter the joy of God. His encounter might be an encounter with the joy of the Lord, and it just explodes. Remember years ago, one of our services, when the Lord came and poured out, you know, multiple encounters in the service, and the joy of the Lord exploded. People couldn't stop laughing. Some people were laughing. Some people were crying. And some people were having visions. People were caught up in the spirit. And some people got, somebody froze his hand. He raised his hand. It froze. You know, for over 45 minutes, he couldn't put his hands down. We had to pray for the Lord to release his hands. How many people know that that's supernatural? That's an encounter. And that encounter transformed that guy. Today he's a pastor, he's an apostle, planting churches from one encounter. You see, started writing songs, started, write, <laughs> started singing. I mean, one encounter can change you. You see, yeah. So there are different types of encounters. There are just too many in the scriptures. But you need to just open your heart to God. Some people are scared of spiritual things. No, 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 I don't want anything. I remember the days I, I used to encounter God's presence and I would run out of the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm praying, praying, praying. Then it just comes in. <laughs> I don't want to see, I don't want to see. And I just, I'll run out of the room. 
<laughs> and I did it many times. <laughs> yeah, when I was just a teenager, what did you expect? I didn't, I didn't know. So, you know, but he would just come into the room like that, you know. And I'm like, hey, just come again. <laughs> yeah, but I got used to it. Now when he comes in, I say, Lord, what would you say? What do you have to say to me? Amen? Yeah. So some encounters come by sight. Some come by voice. Some come by presence. Some come by perception. <laughs> Different ways. But it's all God manifesting himself in different ways according to your need. He encounters you according to what you need. <laughs> Years ago, I read about Catherine Coleman. She had this vision, you know, and in this vision, there were like a few people sitting and Jesus, she saw Jesus in that vision and Jesus walked to one person, looked at the person and smiled at the person. And then looked at the other, the other one, just tapped him. Looked at another one and just looked at him. Didn't smile, just gave him a look. Looked at another one, you know, different ones. And then the last one, he looked at him and then he hugged him. And then he walked, you know, he walked away. Then Jesus now turns to her and says, out of all those people, which one do I love the most? And she said, the one you hugged. He said, no. I love them all equally. But I express it according to their needs. <laughs> you see, I express it according to their needs. It says, the one I hugged needed that. The one I smiled at needed that. The one I whispered to needed that. The one that I just looked at needed that. The one that I just patted needed that. That's what they need. So encounters are tailored according to your need. So don't ask for William Braham's encounter. You don't need it. Do you get my point? You, 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 you want the one that you need. The one that will fulfill God's purpose in your life. Time is gone. Let's rise up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. How many people? Just thank him for encounters. Just thank him. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I need my own encounter. Just, just, just tell him, yes. An encounter is meant to initiate you into a relationship. So let it not just be. Maybe God wants to upgrade your relationship. Maybe there's an encounter that will usher you into a higher level of relationship with him. You understand? So ask him, unless you are satisfied with where you are, if you are not satisfied, then maybe you need an encounter that will open up 
another dimension to you. Usher you into a new reality in your walk with God. Yeah. An encounter ushered my wife into a dimension of hearing God with precision, with accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one day I was, I was sleeping and I just heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord spoke to me about her and said, she has entered into a higher dimension of hearing my voice. So I turned to her and said, this is what the Lord said. She said, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I got that as well. So even, even in hearing God, there are levels. Even in His presence, there are levels. Even in His glory, there are levels. We move from glory to glory. So if you've experienced His glory, that's not the end. There's a higher level. There's another level and another level and another level and another level. So you need an encounter that will initiate you into the next level. Ask him right now. Talk to him. Come on. Tell the Lord. Lord. Initiate me into the next dimension. Initiate me into the next level of my walk with you, my experience with you. If you don't have encounters, you can be religious. Religious people are people that are doing godly things but lack encounters. Don't live a life without encounters. Thank you, Lord. Talk to him. Tell him, do you really want this thing? Do you really want it? I want to encounter you. After you encounter him, you need to now pursue him. Some of you have encountered him before, but you have not pursued. You've just left it at that. And that's why you're not experiencing more of him. Some of you encountered him in your, as a teenager, but you have not encountered him anymore since then. What are you going to do about that? Are you satisfied with where you are? Or do you want more? Most of the people that have powerful encounters with God today are people that have been pursuing and have never been satisfied. Apostle Taylor encountered God as a teenager where Jesus came to him, appeared to him, and said, follow me. And since then, 
he has had over 1,000 visits from Jesus. Pursuing all the time. Against all odds. Just pursuing. What are you doing with the experiences you've had? Or are you caught in the web of religiosity? Having a form of godliness, but lacking the power thereof. There are many ways you can encounter him. You can encounter him in many ways. Endless. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to encounter you. I want to be ushered into a higher dimension in my walk with you. I want to experience you in a new way. I don't want to remain where I am. I'm hungry for more. He said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Father, I pray for your people right now. Everyone under the sound of my voice, let your encounters fall upon them. Every single one. Usher them, O God, according to their needs, according to their hunger, according to their desires according to your purpose, according to your will, according to your calling upon their lives, according to your mandate. Oh, Father, according to their assignments, Lord, I ask, let encounters begin in this house on a proportion that we have not experienced before. Let the realm of the Spirit open up to your people. Lord, my God, let them encounter your voice. Let them encounter your spirit. Let them encounter you in the word. Let them encounter you, oh, Father, in their dreams. Let them encounter you in visions. Oh, my God, let them encounter you in worship. Let them encounter you, oh, my Lord and my God. Even in their daily walk, let them encounter you. In their cars, let them encounter you. Oh, my Lord and my God, in their prayers, let them encounter you. My God, let the veil be removed right now. Let the veil be removed. An encounter that will usher them into that realm of the supernatural, of the unimaginable, of the extraordinary. Let those encounters begin. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to pray for those who want to be born again. Just raise your hand if you're here. You want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. And those watching on TV and online, just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Manifest yourself to me. I want to encounter you right now. I receive by faith. Thank you, Jesus.
for saving me. Forgive me all my sins. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I thank you. I pray for those who have prayed this prayer right now. Let your kingdom come upon them. In the name of Jesus, manifest your glory like never before through them, in them. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.